Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 166 here. Altai, joined by... Remo. And there it is. Now, we missed last week, but we're back this week. Altai said we had a bullshit reason to skip last week. I think we had a legitimate reason to skip last week. Okay. Well, first of all, you for the first time you told people why we skipped it. You said it was because we just came back from like vacation. And this, we came, wasn't, this is correct. And it was an odd hour, so we just yeah. decided to rest and skip it. So that was the reason you gave. Now, let's, let's hear the real reason. All right. The real reason and the fake reason, they kind of overlap. And neither is incorrect, okay? The real reason was Tuesday, patch 4.4 drops to Final Fantasy XIV. And as a degenerate player, I wanted to play and raid. And in the meanwhile, I'm pretty sure, uh, did the Mythic raids open up on that same day for you? I believe so, Walker? yes, yes. So on that same day... So patch 4.4 drops Final Fantasy 14, new rage for me, and for Altai, uh, Mythic uh, Wing of Uldir opened up, so a new content for him to do on World of Warcraft, and we've both been filthy raiding addicts this last week. Yes, I've been playing a lot of WoW. I, I've only managed to you know, down the first boss on Mythic, but considering the fact that on my server at least, the furthest anyone's gotten is three bosses in, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I think, I think we can get number two down this week. Alright, so I, I want to clarify, I actually kept track of how much I played, right? So on Tuesday, I did the first raid in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it, was, it was Alpha 1, a boss called Chaos. I spent about 12 hours that day doing it. Uh, not too bad, right? Pretty, pretty filthy casual, right? And then Wednesday. Wednesday was the day, boys. I got up, and I played till I literally like, passed out. I played 19 hours nonstop on Wednesday. And that was to bring down the Alpha 2 boss called Midgard Summer. 19 hours, and I didn't clear the boss. I've seen 5% in Rage, and I just couldn't get the boss down that day. And I was doing with randoms too, so I can obviously blame my teammates. Uh, the next day, Thursday, I played 13 hours straight, and then I think I finally beat it at the end of the night. 13 hours straight. And of course, this whole weekend, I've been playing pretty much nonstop as well. I've been having a blast. But it's one of those things, you I feel like you're really immersed in an MRPG when you forget to take a shower. Like it, It's kind of embarrassing to this day, but like I want to say I was dedicated. All right? I want to look at it from that light. I did take a shower for like those like three and a half, four days, right? I was just raiding nonstop. By the time I was done raiding, I was going to go to sleep. I was like, I'm too tired to take a shower. If I take a shower, it might wake me up. I don't want that. I, go, I went right to sleep. In fact, I was so immersed in MMORPGs raiding, I didn't fap for four days. Okay? Wow. That entire time, didn't do it. Had no interest. By the time I was done raiding, I was way too tired to fap. Okay? Clip it, That's boys. That's dedication, boys. That's dedication. Submit that to our no fap. Just, just play an MMORPG, uh, hardcore, and you won't have to fap. I think I lost like three or four pounds too because I literally ate one meal during those days. I ate like 12, 1300 calories the whole time. And I remember last time I lost a lot of weight actually was with the last tier of raids where I raided nonstop. And some of my friends I raided with also told me like they just haven't eaten anything in such a long time. So raiding is a great way to hashtag no fat and a great way to hashtag uh, lose weight. Though obviously it's a temporary thing because you can kind of pig out afterwards. All right. Uh, ready to work. Thank you for that Twitch Prime sub. So Omar, Omar's way more dedicated than I've been this week. I've been playing a lot of WoW, but I've been playing, you know, not just but, raiding. But, you, but you've made room to fap and shower. You're filthy yes, casual, yes, right? Yes, and eat plenty of food. Oh, my. <laughs> see, that's that's your mistake, Alpha. You're not, you're not immersed. <laughs> if, if you're fapping, you're taking a shower, what are you doing? That's you why call I, yourself a gamer? I guess that's, that's, why only, that's why you've only cleared one raid so far. That's yeah. why you've only done one boss. Yeah, that's all right. All that extra time spent fapping, reading, talking, all that other bullshit, all right? Fapping is for casuals. I, okay. I, I'm with Pistol on this one. If you guys want to hear a story of hardcore gaming... Okay, Donut just reminded me. I got a story that will not, that you guys will not believe. And honestly, if someone else told me this story, I would not believe it. All right, let's hear it all. Let's hear the unbelievable story. Okay, so I'm playing WoW with a bunch of my old friends from high school. Oh, these are people I haven't really played with, games with uh, uh, a lot of them, since Vanilla WoW, right? 
So we're all in a Discord channel playing. You know, I'm the healer. One of us is the tank, and the rest are DPS. And I don't, I don't know where it starts, but what I think one, I think that one of the DPS says to the tank, "Oh, you're pulling too slow. That's why we don't do, clear these dungeons in time." Uh, WoW has this feature now where if you clear the dungeons within a certain amount of time, you get you know bonus loot. So the tank says, "Well, it's because you keep pulling ads. So you keep pulling extra ads. So we got to clear those." So they start yelling at each other. And, the, and during this, we're in a dungeon, right? So they're yelling at each other. After a while, it gets beyond voice wow. Voice chat or in, in chat? No, voice chat, voice chat. Okay. So after a bit, it gets beyond wow. They start like insulting each other personally. Uh, just the, the volume level is going up and up and up. up. And then one of them yells out his address. You know, I'm not going to say it, but he yells out his address. And the other one, a minute later, disconnects. Disconnects from a Discord. We don't know what happened. He's gone. All right. Five minutes later, or ten minutes later, uh, we get a text in Discord. And he says, yo, go outside. I'm outside your house. To the tank. Okay, and I'm like, we're in a dungeon, remember? The tank goes AFK in the middle of the dungeon. He goes, I'll be right back. He's gone. <laughs> we're with two pub, pub, uh, puppies. And I, I, I got I to get these puppies to stay so they can clear the dungeon. And I'm like, oh, he's taking a shit. Just just give him five minutes, please. Like, he, I couldn't tell them the truth because they wouldn't believe it. So what happened is this other guy literally drove to this one's house and they got in an actual physical fight in the middle of the night outside their house. The, 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 the neighbors called the cops. There's a little kid screaming because watching, you know, watching this go down in the middle of the suburban, you know, uh, sidewalk. It was insane. I would not believe that one, one v one me IRL literally happened. There's no way. That's just too unbelievable. Somebody said one, basically one v one me IRL, and it happened. Yes. And then, so the tank comes back. He's panting. Uh, the other guy drove back home because uh, someone called the police, and they were yelling at the license plate numbers. And then the police called this guy. And they had to make up a story on like what happened. I told them to lie and say it's for a YouTube video, like a prank gone wrong, right? It's not, they weren't really fighting. But the tank actually told the truth to the cop. He's like, oh, uh, we're not very successful, so we were just fighting over a video game. It's not serious. Like, <laughs> like we're friends, you know? <laughs> and the cop is just like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, 1v1 IRL happened, boys. Like, I cannot believe this happened. I say that all the time, joking, like, one of you want me, bro. I'll meet you behind the Starbucks in 10 minutes. Like, meet you behind the flagpole. But this oh. guy actually yelled his address, and they showed up and fought. That's something else. Yeah, and the police officer just asked if there were uh, weapons involved, because then it would be more serious. But there were no weapons involved. It was, uh, it was a clean fight. Clean fight, boys. Interesting. So, the, I think someone's in the chat. So, uh, the tank was tanking IRL. <laughs> all right, there's some, some real-life real life duels. Uh, I, I, they, they, both of these are these friends of mine are in New Jersey. They're not here, so I did not. I wasn't there, but I. Uh, I wish I recorded the audio section of it on Discord, but I did not. More importantly, who won? Did, did, did either party like say who won at the end? I don't think either of them gave up. I I don't know who won. Uh, it was cut short because the neighbor was calling the police and they heard the license plate numbers being yelled out into the mm -hmm. cell phone, and then you know he's like, "You got to go," and he just drove off. Interesting. There you go. MMORPGs bring people together, okay? No other game can do this, guys. MMOs truly bring people clo close together. What a what a heartwarming tale by Altai. Amazing. I wouldn't believe it if I wasn't there. Yikes. Oh, New Jersey. Now it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> anyway, with that, we should go to the weekly raid. Good All idea. Right, let's, hit up, let's hit up that weekly raid. All right, so the weekly raid this week is our MMORPG is back. And the reason I'm we were discussing this this week is Superdata had their you know uh, digital market report for the month of August, 
And the number one spot was claimed by Dungeon Fighter Online, uh, big in China, MRPG. Not too surprising. We've seen that there a few times in the past. But number two was surprising. Number two, World of Warcraft. It passed League of Legends. And what's more remarkable is this number does not count for pre-orders. So only the revenue that came in in August, not counting pre-orders. So that is a huge, huge jump for WoW. And I think it means Battle for Azeroth is doing really well. There are a lot of people whining on the forums and Reddit, like always. But clearly, so far, it's been a huge success. WoW hasn't had these numbers for subscriptions since 2014. And I think I think it'll do well from here on out. The game is doing remarkably well. I think, again, with every launch of the World of Warcraft, every World of Warcraft expansion, people are reminded that MMOs aren't dead. I think a lot of people went back to World of Warcraft because uh, they couldn't find anything else to play in the meanwhile. I think World of Warcraft is doing a great job keeping a lot of those players. I mean, you, for example, I mean, you know, you, you haven't played WoW in such a long time, but you're back for Battle for Azeroth, and you've been addicted since, you know. Yeah. Both both Altai and I have literally been locked up in our rooms playing World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy XIV like, for like eight, nine hours a day at the minimum. You know, I, I've had days where I do 19 hours straight. I've had days where I do 15 hours straight. So we're hooked on these games. You know, very you know, very few other kinds of games can get me to play that long. Even when I play League of Legends a lot, I play like, you know, three or four ranked games a day. You know, that was like during my peak, like three or four ranked games a day. And that was it, really. I play other games, too. So, But with World of Warcraft and you know, Final Fantasy XIV, MMORPGs can do a remarkable job of keeping you just in, hooked onto the game. And seeing that on Super Data, both the top two games are MMORPGs is definitely a good sign. So the the, the idea that MMORPGs are dead, I think we've been saying it for a long time that I, we, we don't believe that narrative. I don't think MMORPGs were ever dead. It's just been more diffused over the years. But seeing WoW back on top, DFO is still on top over there. Uh, we, we've had a lot of big announcements this last like two, three weeks. We've had... um. There's a new Lord of the Rings MMORPG being developed uh, with, with official licensing from the, the Lord of the Rings people. The and Lord of the Rings made, people. Yeah, Middle-earth Enterprise, the guy who owns IP, right? And they're, they're, they're the guys that made their own Warframe. You know, this, this Chinese company that owns Warframe, they own Splash Damage. They own a few other gaming studios as well. So it's a big company making some big MMORPG for PC and consoles on the Lord of the Rings banner. I'll be free to play a game. We, so actually, we, 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 we got a bigger one than that, too. Uh, Amazon is backing uh, New World. And I think with Amazon, I think a lot of people didn't think it was necessarily dead, but they thought MMORPGs would go back to being a niche mm-hmm. because we had a lot of indie Kickstarter niche MMORPGs in the pipeline. But like you said, with the Lord of the Rings coming out and New World, which is Amazon's backing, which basically means you know unlimited hardware, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited money. This is you know this can compete with any game out there you know in terms of size, budget, quality. Uh, so it's not just a niche anymore, or it's not it's not going to be a niche. MMORPGs are number one. Like look at this, Dungeon Fighter Online, World of Warcraft one and two. Uh, with these huge games coming out, and the niche games are good too. I'm not, I'm not like, denying it, but I think MMORPGs really have a chance of going back on top. I mean, even on mobile too. Mobile MMOs have been have been a big thing as well. We've talked about Black Desert Online on the PC versus Black Desert Mobile. I mean, I don't really like the mobile version of the game. I think it's very, uh, it's got autoplay and a lot of other nonsense. But like even on mobile, MMORPGs are, are big money makers, right? They're, they're they're very popular. And on the PC, they're you know we've got all these big announcements. Maple Story, um. Maple Story 2 is launching on the first week, the second week of October. Another big launch happening soon. So I think it's, uh, it's, looking, it's looking a little brighter for MMORPGs than it did before. Unfortunately, though, it's really a lot of the old games still doing really well. You know, World of Warcraft is still carrying the genre on the PC, especially here in the West. I mean, if you think MMORPG in the West, though, there's really nothing else besides World of Warcraft that can really, you know, brag about those big numbers, right? Like, what's the second biggest Western MMORPG, you think? It's a good question. I would I, honestly, yes, might... so or Final Fantasy fourteen. That's it. The, 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 and, and they are so far behind World of Maybe Warcraft. Maybe RuneScape. Yeah, RuneScape could be there as well. I think mm. RuneScape averages about twenty, thirty thousand players online at once. Uh... So those games are so, but both those games are so far behind WoW. Like WoW's player base is over ten times the size of uh, 
you know, RuneScapes or Final Fantasy XIV's active player base. So they're a very distant number two. There, there are currently 97,000 players on RuneScape, which is very impressive. I think it's more than that's. I think it's a, that's higher than uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, RuneScape is huge. Uh, RuneScape is awesome. But it's great to see the, you know World of Warcraft <laughs> back on top. I would love to see a game that can challenge World of Warcraft's numbers, though. I mean, Final Fantasy XIV is not that game. It's a game I love a lot, but it'll never come to the popularity of, uh, of World of Warcraft purely because, well, not purely because, and one of the reasons being it's um, it's very much associated with anime and being very weeby. And you know, weebs, a lot of weebs are hardcore gamers, but it's you, 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 Final Fantasy XIV will never appeal to, like the Call of Duty bro. Will never appeal to the average like Xbox gamer or like some random gamers, right? It's it's, it's very much. Uh, that like a lot, I would say most people that play Final Fantasy XIV, you know, a lot of them are kind of into anime as well. It's got the a bit more anime aesthetic. It's got more like, like it's it's Japanese as well. So that being, it's always gonna be a little more niche. I'm still surprised at old school RuneScape's popularity. I mean, the game is uh, you know, it's super old. It's very hardcore, and despite that, it's doing really well. Yeah, and and I think a couple of companies are finally wising up to this to the potential in these kind of classic uh, services. Uh, this week, I think Lineage Two uh, has a classic server coming up. Or at least announced. I don't know when it's exactly coming out. Uh, and we have WoW, which has finally admitted that people do want to play classic WoW, vanilla WoW. And mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to hear a lot more about that uh, at BlizzCon. I think, yeah. Classic WoW, now that we have the Battle for Azeroth launch out of the way, Classic WoW is going to be the next big reveal from Blizzard, right? And I think a lot of people are hyped for it. It's Since the announcement, it's been a, such a long time since the announcement, we're, we're due for something, right? We're, I think we'll for sure get something on Classic WoW at, uh, at BlizzCon. And I think it's going to be a bigger success than a lot of people have realized. I also think you had a pretty good theory earlier too about World of Warcraft potentially going uh, coming on consoles. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people. One of the things people on Reddit are complaining about, besides everything new in expansion, is uh, yeah, yeah. But one one of the things I keep people curious is uh, they're making the classes a lot more similar, and they're narrowing the range of spells the classes have, right? And I've noticed this too. My my priest now has a far fewer classes uh, abilities, and a lot of the abilities now are locked behind the different talent builds. So there's three talent you know, trees or whatever, branches. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have, I could say if I go discipline or holy, I don't have spells that I used to have in vanilla. Regar- like my class-wide skills are now specific to different talents. And I think the reason for this narrowing is because they want to kind of squish the number of possible spells into something that can be done with a, with a controller. Uh, so they can do a console release, you know, in a couple of years now. I think uh, overall there's less buttons as well. Yeah, exactly. Rotations, it's a lot simpler. And I think it's because they do want to expand on consoles. I think if I think World of Warcraft was available on Xbox and PS4, the player base would be a lot higher. I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to play WoW, but they're not very good with the PC. They don't have a good PC and whatnot. And it's just easier for them to play games on consoles. Again, I'm surprised every day just how many people play Final Fantasy XIV on the on the console as well. It's well over like I'm gonna guess at least twenty percent of the player base are playing on wow. on, on PS4. I don't know how so, they do it. I, I, I don't know how they do it. I think I would kill myself if I had to play it on, on a console. I mean, the problem is, like, some of the people like give links, and it's like, can you link me this on this? I, I'll, well, someone will link a guide right in the party chat, and like, can you can you link this on Discord, please? Because I can't copy and paste this on like my PS4. Because he's playing on his PS4. So he's how is he on, on Discord? Discord? On his phone, or maybe on his PC on the side or something. I don't know. It's really weird. But like, <laughs> you can't copy and paste on this on his PS4. So a lot of people do use it. I think uh, Yoshi P, the director of the game, he plays on a PS4 controller on the PC though. And I actually know a few people that play on a PS4 controller on the PC. The game was intuitively designed, you know, to right. be able to be. Played I mean, if, on I, if I was a developer, I'd certainly play on the controller because I have to know how the game feels um, for that part of my player base. But if I was a player, I wouldn't. I would not play on a co- controller. Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, I, I see no reason to, but I know I have a couple of friends that do play, and they're doing really, really well on there. So really, the, the game works on there. Yeah, one of my yeah. one of my friends. Great game is a, great ceiling, great skill ceiling. You can play the controller. Okay, first of all, before we start talking about skill ceiling, I've seen the mechanics for World of Warcraft. I think individual skill ceiling in that game is a lot lower. Uh, the fights, the raids in World of Warcraft, I, I've seen the mythic fights, the videos for them. The problem is, I don't, I don't, they could be harder overall, but the thing is, each individual mechanic for every player is a lot less uh, stressful. Like, every player's responsibility is a lot less, but the problem is, you got a lot more players. When you have 20 players in a mythic raid versus only 8 players for a savage raid in, a, in Final Fantasy XIV, each player's responsibility is lower, but there are more players, and there's more chances to fuck up, right? Versus every player's responsibility in Final Fantasy XIV is a lot higher, but, you know, because there's less players, there's less chances to fuck up. So it's interesting, uh, like... It, the thing is, it, it can definitely be more frustrating to wipe because of other people's mistakes, and they'll happen a lot more in World of Warcraft, but I do like the concept of raids being bigger fights, you know? I think I've seen videos, and it looks really cool to see 20 players taking down a boss. It's more exciting than maybe, like, 8 players taking down a fight. Yep, yep. Just different, different mentality, uh, and just different markets too. Like you said, I think, like you said, uh, Final Fantasy was developed for the Japanese market specifically, where you know you have to make a console game. You can't just make a big game that's PC only. Yeah, so definitely. There's some more different restrictions and philosophies there. So you uh, you beat the first mythic boss in uh, in what Uldir, right? Yeah, that's the only you one. You were number two thousand seven hundred or so. so yeah, yeah, something like that. It's pretty cool that when you kill a boss in World of Warcraft, the Mythic, it tells you like... It doesn't tell you in the game. There's a Raider IO uh, oh, site. Okay. Yeah, you can it just track, track it. Track. Yeah. Now, are you, are you that, that group that killed or are you that player that killed? Like, is you the 2,700 group? Group, group, group. Okay. group, yeah. That's really cool that the data worked that way because, you know, I, you, there's nothing quite like that in Final Fantasy XIV where you can measure, like, who was the second, third, fourth, fifth person or whatever to kill that, kill that boss. Yeah, uh, I, I, think almost, I think almost everything in the WoW API or whatever is public on the Raider IO site. Like you can you can see any player's name you put in, you can see when they did each dungeon, who was in their party, how long it took them, uh, going back, you know, it's all stored. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not good though, because if you're trying to get into a guild, like a, at least a good guild, they'll they'll analyze and you know your your uh, page and see like what if you suck or not. So it's hard. <laughs> I, I like it. That's very important again because because I've been rating so much the last last week in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like when somebody joins my party, the first thing I do is look up the, look up their name. If they don't have the numbers. From like these third-party websites, their their stats. I'm gonna kick them out. They're wasting my time. You know, if I'm spending 19 hours a day raiding, I want to raid with at least decent people. So I've had to kick a lot of people this last uh, this last week or so for my party. It, it feels bad kicking somebody because they're bad, right? Because they don't meet the numbers. So I'm, I, I just I gotta do it though, because the whole party wants to clear as well. So like I, I can't let casuals into my party. You know, if this guy's if I, you know when somebody joins my party, the first thing I do is I sniff them. All right, if they if they smell clean, it tells you they're, they're taking showers, they're taking care of themselves. Not hardcore enough. They're out. All right. They got, a, they, got, they got a stank, and I know they're good. All right, that's, that's a sniff test. To see if they're good enough to stay in the party. One thing I like about WoW uh, that I don't think has you have in Final Fantasy XIV is the fact that pretty much even a pug you joined for the for the lower tier dungeons, most group raid leaders require you to go and get on Discord. So so when I, I'm actually talking to 20 random people, and I'm seeing like different people, how they socialize, different kinds of leadership like some people will be like okay you get over there like you get out you, you're getting kicked instantly some people will only kick after if the guy fails a few times other people would just be mean from the beginning like if you mess up you're out like so you see all these different make how people react to failure i love the fact that we're getting on voice with people and i really wish uh that becomes more universal not everyone talks which is fine you know you just join and you and you, and you, you know meet your mic that's fine some people do talk. They joke. There's like the there's like the in every group of twenty. There's like the raid joker, the leader, 
the guy who was keeping moral up, like, come on, guys, we almost had it, you know, we just got to do it this way, and then we were good. Like, I, I love seeing that dynamic. It, it, to me, that's more important than mechanics, where you're like, okay, blue circle, go red, you know, go left, then you go right, then you push ABC, and then and then the fight's over. Like, where you don't you don't talk to anybody, you know, even in your own raid. I, to me, that's boring. I, I, I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in killing a digital like, gremlin. I'm interested in killing a digital gremlin by working together with a group of strangers, and we have to figure it out by actually communicating. You know. I I I know what you're saying. I think it's a very important part of MMORPGs that I feel like is unfortunately. It, it's I think it's a design problem, right? Because that the aspect of MMORPGs that you're talking about it only takes place in high end rating. Yeah, in Final Fantasy fourteen as well, you know, you, people come, people come and go, you know, in your party, and you notice how well they do. You communicate, you discuss strats, and and the way people play, it leaves an impression on you, like, oh shit, that guy was really good. Like for example, I played with somebody yesterday named Gino, G I N O, right? And this guy left such an impression. I'm like, damn, this is a really good player. He he didn't make a single mistake. In fact, we were the one making mistakes, and he was trying to correct our mistakes. This guy was god tier. He was a complete pub. I don't know who he was. But like when I. Outside of high-end raid content, there is zero communication. There is no strategizing. There is no... We don't even talk to each other. If you're doing regular content, questing, leveling, dungeons, regular dungeons, nobody talks to each other. Nobody strategizes. You don't really make bonds, right? And even if these bonds are, like, adversarial sometimes, like, you end up hating some guy. He ends up hating you. You call each other trash, right? It creates this, like, um, this relationship with other people online and this communication where you're playing this, this multiplayer game. You're playing this game in a world with other, other real people. And that's a wonderful feeling, both in the positive and negatives. When I'm not doing high-end rating and I'm doing other stuff, I feel like I'm playing a single-player game. And it's only when we're, we're met with these challenges that we have to talk to each other. And I would, I would love to see a game incorporate this level of communication outside of high-end rating. And it doesn't have to be hardcore. There's got to be maybe some puzzle-solving where it's not like there's no risk and it's just a puzzle-solving mechanic or something. Like, players have to come together to achieve things. And I think that's what makes MMORPGs really fun. The rate, and, and that's what rating has been for me in Final Fantasy XIV. Like, I love... To communicate. I love yelling at people. I love being called trash by other people. I love calling other people trash. It, it, it's it's fun, you know. Because sometimes I join a party. Oh shit! It's Remote. That guy's got like he plays like you know he does AK damage as a black mate. He's really good. Or this guy joins. Oh shit! Kick this guy, please. He's awful. Like that. Those interactions don't happen outside of high end rating. And I would love to see other interactions where you are forced to communicate with players in MMORPGs. Yeah, and I, honestly, I, I think MMORPGs have a lot to learn from those survival games like Rust. Which is why I'm actually excited for New World. Uh, I've, I've heard, you know, they call it an MMO, right? But I've heard yeah. people refer to it as a survival game. But it's a persistent survival game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think it's a great evolution for the genre because uh, one of the great things about those survival games usually is they have the local open mic, right? Where, you you know, you're walking around and it, it would be someone like, oh, yelling at you or something, right? And you look and you see what, yeah. you, you can hear where you, they're coming you, you from. You hear a naked guy with a rock running at you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I love that open mic aspect where I wish, like, in WoW so far, in the five-man Mythic Dungeons, you know, nobody really requires Discord for that, right? But I would I would love if there was an open mic uh, rather than, like, a channel you join. And you can, obviously, I would allow people to mute, right, if, they, if you're being harassed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But an open mic where, hey, I'm pulling, or, hey, CC this. Because nobody wants to, like, open a Discord, everyone click the link in a five-man, 30-minute dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's an open mic, I think that would really solve a lot of communication problems instantly. I would love to see an open mic in any MRPG. It can be opt-in if you want, but it should be built into the game. And, and, and if it was built into the game, a lot more people would be willing to do it, right? Because yeah. when you drop a Discord link, it's a little more intimate where you have to kind of like join their server and they see your Discord name. But if it's an option in the game, I think it'd be a lot more um, like easy to turn on. People would be willing to do it. It'd be, it'd be a net positive for the game for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and with um, 
with New World, I, I like what New World is trying to do. Uh, for the record, it's, it's an Amazon-developed MMO. They're, they sent out closed beta al uh, alpha invites already, closed alpha invites. So people are playing the game right now. It was first announced over a year ago, and it's really had no progress since the last few months. And now it's really uh, speeding along. There, there, you know, there's been real gameplay videos of it. There's actually the game is going to happen in probably a few months. We'll get a, probably uh, some kind of public beta in the next six months or so. So it's actually making progress. It's trying to be this. It's going to be like a, a Ark or a Rust-style game, survival game with persistent elements. And I like that concept a lot. The problem is um, making it happen in a like a streamlined way, because we've we've seen these kinds of games like been attempted before, and they've been complete flops. Like if you've played um, Life is Feudal MMO, it's basically the Life is Feudal game but in a persistent setting. Where if you, it's, it's resource gathering, survival elements, town building, factions, persistent like experiences, right? But the problem is the UI is absolute trash in that game. <laughs> the the concept is amazing, right? Because think of Rust but persistent. But it doesn't have the simplicity of Rust where you can build things very easily. Resource gathering is convoluted. It's got these tons of menus. It's like playing Worm Online, right? So Worm Online is a beautiful concept as well for a very similar concept of persistent MMO with resource gathering, base building, all that shit. The problem is it just it's too complex. If if Amazon's new world can create the Rust experience on a persistent scale with uh, with simplicity, I think the game would do amazing. Because I love that concept. I find myself going back to Rust at least once a year. Or twice a year. Maybe three times a year. It's such a fun <laughs> experience. So if they do it well, I think it'd be, it would be amazing. Yep, yep. So that's a good one to look forward to. Uh, about something closer to our time scale. So MapleStory 2. Uh, when, when are we seeing that coming out? October 10th is the release date. How do you think that's going to do? Do you think it's still got the same hype it had like uh, a few months ago? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm hyped to try it a lot. I think a lot of people are worried that it's going to be a bit pay to win yeah, with, I, the, with the game's cash up. That's always that's always there, but I want to see how bad it's going to be. And I think as long as... and it, it, it's, it brings us back to a tough discussion about pay to win, right? And we've seen basically every every MMORPG has some elements of pay to win, right? In World of Warcraft, even being able to buy WoW tokens and selling to the players for infinite gold, yes, you're paying for an advantage, right? You can start with all... and. I, People will literally run you through heroic dungeons and probably mythic dungeons as well if you pay them enough gold, right? You, you can literally buy your way through runs in any of these games. So technically, wouldn't WoW be pay to win as well if you can just literally pay real life money and get the best gear in the game? Sure, right? Why not? Right. So the problem is how pay to win uh, MapleStory 2 becomes. I think people have this... Um, when, when the game is directly selling something in their cash shop versus an indirect way, people give the indirect way a pass, it looks like. Like WoW gets a big pass for their WoW token system, so I think the end result is largely the same. You know, you can largely pay your way for the best gear in the game in World of Warcraft with, with enough, you know, USDs, enough enough in-game gold that you can buy with USD. So it, it's a tough spot. Hopefully it doesn't get too bad in Maple Story 2. And as long as they aren't offensive about their pay to win, I think people will just, you know, suck it up and play. Yeah. Oh, have you seen this uh one of the items that they're selling in the cash shop? It's a body pill. Isn't yeah. it cute? <laughs> it's so funny. It looks amazing. I, I love so much about Maple Story 2. I feel like this is promoting some bad uh, habits. You know, like you're going to buy this in the game as a kid and then you want to buy a body pillow IRL. The thing too is, um, somebody asked, what do you think the core demographic of Maple Story 2 is? Honestly, I don't know. It's really weird because it's got the very like childish graphics, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm 28 years old. I'm actually looking forward to playing it, you know? Like the art style doesn't turn me off. It's got this obviously very cartoony look, but I mean, I I'm not embarrassed to play Maple Story. Well, actually, I might be a little embarrassed to play Maple Story. I, I remember one time, uh, one time we had like cleaners over our house, right? And we were getting our, our, our apartment cleaned. And I was playing MapleStory on my PC when they came. I'm like, oh shit, I'm playing MapleStory. And like these these like older Spanish women, ladies are cleaning my apartment. And like if they see me playing MapleStory, they're going to judge me. So I would minimize the game. I'll wait till they leave to play again. Like I'll, I'll, I'll put up something more like serious, you know? I'll put like some Excel. WoW or like some fucking Final Fantasy 14 or like League of Legends in the background, all right? They can't see me playing MapleStory. So maybe I am a little embarrassed about it, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, all right? I love the graphics. I think it's cute as fuck. 
and it's doing something different. So for that reason alone, I think there's a chance for it. Okay, as a as a not super weeb, right? I have no shame playing Maple Story One. Some the graphics were animated, cartoony, right? But they seemed cool. Like the graphics are bright, but they're like I'm okay with that. And the, but this, like this, especially with the body pillow, this is a, this. I don't know. For me, this kind of threads a sexual line, and it just feels weird. What? There's a sexual line here. What sexual line? I mean, look, she's actually got the heels off. She's in the fishnets. She's like holding her crotch down on the the, the character on the pillow. Yeah, I don't see a problem. Like, okay, so I'm gonna say, I would definitely, if somebody, if a cleaner walked in on me playing Maple Story One, I, I would, I wouldn't care. Like, whatever. Like, it's, it's obviously, it's like Mario, right? It's like it's cartoony, but whatever. I'm just a bow man killing mushrooms. But this, you're, bo- you're just a bow man killing mushrooms. That's one way to look at Maple Story. But, but this, if if somebody walks in on me, you know, playing this game with this, with this image like on the screen, I you don't have to be, you don't have to be walking around with the fucking body pill in your character's hand. You know, you can just be walking around killing mushrooms the same way. Well, too, I mean, you know? presumably somebody maybe next to me in the party would be would have this or something, right? But are, they, are these clean ladies looking over your shoulder and, like, zooming into your screen to see what... No, no, they get a general look at what you're playing. They're not, you know, looking over your shoulder. Uh, that, that's just my take. As, as a non-weep, maybe MS1, no problem. Like, I have no shame. No... I think both games, maybe a little shame playing in public. But, like, I, I have no shame telling my friends I play it, right? It is strangers seeing me yeah. play, I feel like I might be judged. Yeah. If it's too cartoon. I feel like if people see me with this screen, they'll think I'm a pedophile. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. Maybe? <laughs> I think you'll be fine. I think the game looks adorable, though. It's probably one of the cutest games I've ever seen. I, I love the you know, the clothing customization. And no other game quite does that. So I think with that alone, maybe able to make custom clothing and stuff is going to give the game a lot of vibrancy. I mean, player-created content, I think, again, I hate to beat a dead horse on this, but player-created content is the next frontier of like MMOs and video games. And MMORPGs especially. MMORPGs and MMOs are, are like so ripe to be revolutionized by player-created content. You know, like You have players in your games that are so passionate about your game. They spend 12 hours a day playing your game. They absolutely love your game. They create so much fan art, right? It's crazy that these game companies have not found a way to utilize them, right? And and, and basically just use them to create content the way maybe Minecraft has. Like Minecraft is like this beautiful thing where it, it, it creates its own like content all the time. Players in the game create the stories. And MMORPGs, they're all theme parks. The, the story is all created by the developer. And Roblox is another good example. Other games have to find a way to monetize this. They're their hardcore audience and somehow get them to create content for the game. Create like almost like a never-ending loop of content. They keep creating their own content. Well, by the way, I love this picture I just have up. It's it's a pedo bear stealing a uh, a child. I love that. That is a, that is a wonderful image. Right? That's a- there's definitely a. I'm it's sure so the guys who put that up at Nexon realized what they were doing. No, no, it's, it's it doesn't great. look that much like it. This is cute because it's. No, it doesn't no, look no. like Pedro. The guy, the guy at Nexon who put that image up thought for a second that Pedro Bear stealing the law. He thought about it and he didn't put the exact Pedro Bear character. He yeah. just put a bear carrying a female character <laughs> and he knew that people were going to connect the memes. <laughs> right? I love it. It's a great uh, meme. Madara Uchicha. What games? What not paid? We, 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 already, we already talked about this. Every game is paid to win apparently these days. But. Uh, Games like ESO, Guild Wars 2, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy 14 are all great games. MapleStory uh, 1, also a great game. Uh, so if you haven't played those, definitely give it a try. Those are, I think, the top tier games. They've been the top tier games for such a long time for a good reason. The games that are on top, that are still on top after all these th- all these years, are doing pretty well. Indeed. Gotta respect the memes, of course. All right. What else we I got, got a fun week? story. I got uh, a fun story. Let's hear it. I got a fun story. This kind of connects... Very short story. Kind of connects with uh, your discussion about the those two guys one v one IRL, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the story? It's about a Fortnite player is arrested for threatening to kill an eleven year old opponent. I did hear about this. This is probably the, one of the funniest things I read uh, all week. So it was reported by New York's News Twelve. 
a 45-year-old man named Michael Aliperti was arrested for basically threatening an 11-year-old kid on Xbox, telling him he's going to kill him because of Fortnite. That is that is something else. That is Alta. You're a man who uh, who loves toxicity. What do you think? Let him go. Is he innocent? No. Or is he's he not, guilty? No. So not only did he threaten him, but apparently he knew where the kid went to school and presumably announced that fact. So it's one I thing if somebody. Yes. No. No. Shot in the dark. You go to PS one fourteen. Even if you know, you can't say it. Like so, for example. He doesn't know. What if he did though? He just guessed. No, it doesn't matter because then intense there. Like, okay, if somebody like rushes you in a, like Starcraft, and you're like, "Oh, I, I hate you! I'm gonna kill you!" If you just say it like in the abstract, even that's like thirty line because that's a direct threat. But obviously, they, they, you know, you don't know who Cool Dude sixty five is, right? But if you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you tomorrow behind the dumpster at your school in like you know, you know Fairfax Middle School," like then you can't say that. Like that that, that crosses a huge line, oh, even for me. It's no, a no, sad no. day. No, when you when 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 you can't tell an eleven year old you're gonna kill him. All right. And where are you gonna kill them? It's just, it's just, no, my, come my, on. my freedoms, no, my internet. No, that's no good. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. If this was back in StarCraft days or RuneScape days, all right, fucking old school RuneScape before was the real old RuneScape, and I met somebody in the wildy and I said, and he killed me, and I said, I want to fucking kill you, IRL. You live in that's, New Jersey. No, 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 until the last that, part. That, that, nobody was going to give a shit, all right? No, that's not the point. If, if you just all say, right. I'm going to kill someone, I'm going to kill you in the abstract, it's not really a threat because you don't know who they are, you know where they are. You don't know what you're not telling them where you are, but if you if you narrow it down any at any at all beyond that, I, I'm super against it. <laughs> Look, I'm against it too, but it just seems like um like I I, I need more context before I judge this man guilty. All right, I need more. I, I need the full statement. All right, because all this article says basically is that he threatened to kill him. All right, I want to hear the full. You know, I got to hear the full thing before I say he's guilty. All right. Well, we don't know if he's guilty or sentenced. We just know he got arrested. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I honestly I, I I wouldn't expect a heavy punishment for him, but he should he should get the memo that this is you know he crossed the line by mentioning the school, and mm-hmm. and by the way if you're 45 and you, let's see if he was playing on console, this 45 year old I say put him in jail, okay yeah. if, you're, if you're that old for for the sin of playing on console if you're old you can't play on console that's the rule you play PC interesting if you're like tw- if you're 11 you can play on on console like Altai has ruled him innocent, ruled him guilty for this but double guilty for playing on console so that's the crime like that's the real crime here okay. Yeah, forty-five-year-old playing on consoles. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's that's the nice. crime. I like it. I like it. All right, let's move on, boys. We got we got some Lost Ark news worth mentioning. The game that's always been forever, forever coming soon <laughs> is finally going to be happening. All right, oh, this yeah. game is perpetually hyped up since its reveal in early 2015. I remember when we saw that 15-20 minute trailer. Like, oh, that looks so cool, right? And that was back in 2015, right? And it had its closed beta test in late 2015. So I always thought like, wow, they did a closed beta test already. The game's going to come out soon. We can actually play it. Nope. Three years later, the game is finally launching into open beta in South Korea. And of course, open beta basically means full release. So November 7th, 2018 is the date. And starting then, anyone can play the game in Korea. Uh, making a Korean account is not super easy. But if you're, you know, because it's open beta, it's a lot easier. To be, it will be a lot easier to play it. You can always get a friend to make it for you or just try making it on your own or just buying a Korean account online. But, uh... So I'll probably do a first video for it then. We might do a Grindfest Friday video for, 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 for fun as well. But uh, it's happening. You know, no word on English release just yet either. But because it's actually launching, I suspect we'll get some kind of English release announcement uh, in early 2019 or mid-2019. And it'll probably launch in 2020 in wow. the West, or late 20, 2019 is my guess. I'm, I'm going to say a year from the Korean Open Beta. So November 2019. 19? I'm hoping... Uh, they're far, far enough along that 
there's not much to translate, you know, just like the little audio maybe. Uh, Hopefully it, they'll go with the the Blade and Soul approach they launched like four years later. I really hope so too. Uh, I really hope so. Here's the problem they take too long. All the hardcore people that have been watching this for like, you know, four or five years, they're going to be ones playing on Korea already. Yeah. Right. So if they get burned out, like if they get, like if they get two years of gameplay out of it, right, and maybe they lose interest, uh, the, the Western release is going to be tanked because it won't have those core uh, people to kind of, you know, spread the game, talk about the game, et cetera. Mm. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Planet Side Online 2 never really launched in America either. Because, like, it took so long and it obviously never came out eventually. Fancy Star Online. So, Fancy Star. You said Planet Star. Planet Star? <laughs> Fancy Star Online. I'm retarded. Anyway, that game never came out, but uh, I, I have friends that play on the Japanese version, Japanese server. And there's yeah. one server that all the English players play on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's not a, there is not an insignificant number of them either. So, basically, all the hardcore players for PSO2. You know, they're already playing on the Japanese version. I doubt they would switch because the, the Japanese version would be way ahead anyway. But fortunately for them, there's no there's no there's nothing to think about because the game is never coming out in America. They shut down the website already. But hopefully there's not a huge lag between, uh, you know, Eastern and Western release. And fortunately, that gap is generally getting smaller and smaller. So it, it's a lot of games have been launching way quicker, too. So that's good. So how do you think? Okay, we can't know until November. Mm-hmm. We actually get to try the game. But how do you think it's going to play, like feel responsive compared to, let's say... Uh, it looks really good. I mean, the, the only comparable game for this year, I would say, is probably going to be um, Moo Legend. Is really the only other game. What about, like, lineage, about lineage? Uh, not lineage. Yeah, right? game, not lineage, yeah, lineage lineage. the new lineage game, Lineage Eternal, which they're calling Project M now or something. Yeah, yeah. Project, the, Project, no, Project the Lineage. That's what. <laughs> Project the Lineage. Project M is a is, is was like a brawl mod for 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 Wii or something, right? But yeah. Uh, not it, the real competition is the one game that's already out right now is, is Moo Legend and I think Moo Legend is very like if you've played Moo Legend it's not a bad game but the problem is it feels very janky it doesn't feel like buttery smooth that you get from Diablo 3 or Path of Exile both Diablo 3 and Path of Exile just feel like they play better it just, like, it just feels like more responsive and smoother and less laggy yeah. so if, if we can get that, that kind of like polished experience from Lost Ark that we have in both Diablo and you know Path of Exile it could do really well I mean, this is more of a you know MMORPG too. It follows a more traditional MMORPG model than both Path of Exile and uh, Diablo Three. So, and the only other comparable game is Moon Legend because it has a persistent world. So, I, I think it'll do well. I think people are. I think these isometric games are just. I just seems like they're easy to jump into and play. You know, it's just action right away, and it, it gets to the fun parts right away. Whereas it, your more traditional theme park MMORPG kind of there's a lot more rev up time before the game gets you know good. I really think this this camera angle and this kind of gameplay. So whether it's like Diablo Two, Three, Path of Exile. Lost Ark, this style. I remember a lot of the old RPG, single player RPGs, had this kind of gameplay style too, like with Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, etc. I think this is the perfection of gaming. Like even like forty years from now, we're gonna be playing games like this. It's kind of like the, oh, it's kind of like on. the book. Like books are better than scrolls, but books have been around for hundreds of years. I think this is. Come the, on. I really think this is the best way to play a game. There's no way. This is not. This is not immersive. What do you mean it's not immersive? It's immersive. It's not immersive. I was look. I was playing Final Fantasy XIV the other day. I was playing in first-person view. I was admiring the world. I was like, holy shit, look at the detail on this fucking chair. Look at this cake. Look at these candles. I am in this thriving, living city, right? And on this top-down view, things don't necessarily look bad, but it's not immersive. It very much feels like, you know, you're not in a world. You're playing a character in a world. But Whereas yeah, playing, yes, even yes. WoW, WoW feels at least immersive. When it's 3D like that and you're playing from the camera angle of World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV, it, does, it feels way more immersive. There is a much bigger disconnect between your character and how you feel immersed in the world. It might be a very you know weird thing to pick up on, but like for MMORPGs, I think it's very important. Okay, you know, for MMORPG maybe, but I'm saying as in general, I believe this way. This is easier to tell a story of multiple characters. I get it. When you're playing an MMORPG, you want to be your character. You want to identify with your character. Mm-hmm. That's different. But I'm saying in terms of gameplay, storytelling, 
Gameplay-wise, I'm ready to say this style is, is, is very much, like, efficient and it feels good. Like, if you play Path of Exile, Diablo 3, or this game from the get-go, it feels... The combat feels more fun than the traditional MMORPG, for sure. Especially early on. Like, right away, you're doing the action. Right away, it feels fun. So, in terms of just gameplay-wise and fun-wise, I think it's really good. But is it as good as maybe, like, uh, Blade and Soul or Black Desert Online? I don't know. But there aren't that many so. other MMORPGs so. that are trying to run the, you know... Very few MMORPGs have ever tried to have the action elements of Blade and Soul, Terra, and uh, Black Desert Online. Probably because it's very hard to code like fun fights like that because it it's all in real time. Versus this it, it just this camera angle and this playstyle works really well for real time action. Yeah, I, I have high hopes and I really I'm a big believer in this isometric kind of gameplay, action RPG slash isometric gameplay. Mm -hmm. I, I mean I like it as well, but I think for an MMORPG it's not the perfection. I think perfection is still going to be um, the the 3D look of 3D World for of camera Warcraft, 14 because yeah. you have to you feel immersed in the world, and it's a very stupid thing. But uh, immersed? In, I don't know. I think you can feel immersed like this, man. I think listen, it, listen, listen. Alpha, Alpha. I was I was playing two nights ago Final Fantasy 14 after I was done with raids and I was trying to get a party up for a raid. It was 3 a.m. and that's too late to find a party, right? Because I'm on the I'm pretty far along. I couldn't find the people to raid with, right? So at 3 a.m., me and like five people and like one of my guildmates, a random person, we're all on uh, we're all in the game, and we're all literally playing hide and seek in Final Fantasy XIV in random people's houses, and they would turn off their names and UI and try to find everyone. <laughs> for an hour, I did this for an hour and a half, and it was fucking fantastic. Okay, and you you couldn't do this in a Path of Exile or Diablo three style game. Okay, look look, I, most of my time in Final Fantasy XIV spent raiding and playing the game, right? But these periphery elements. Like, like this bullshit hide-and-seek game we did in the game was surprisingly fun because there's so many places you could hide. And then, you know, we'd, like, time limits, how long it take to find someone. And we had the rules where you can't, like, clip their furniture. You had to be visible in plain sight. And despite that, like, it would take, like, 15 minutes to find somebody sometimes. And it was a lot of fun. I think that's what makes MMORPGs a magical place. And I think I think you're, you, uh, you, you liked you it because you had, you had an advantage, Amor. You were Lalafell. You were smaller than... I 100% the... had advantage. There was basically, there was, like, two cat girls, one human... And like three Lalafells. And Lalafells obviously had a huge advantage because they're smaller and they can hide way easier. So it was it was mega fun. But you can't do that in Path of Exile. You can't do that in Lost Ark because it looks like these games are much more. I mean, they look fun, but it, it's more centered around the gameplay than the other MMORPG elements, right? The MMORPG yes. elements have to be beyond the gameplay. I mean, they, 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 there's got to be more stuff. Yeah, no, no medium is perfect for everything, but uh, let me just rephrase. I think this is the best for A, storytelling, like RPG storytelling, and B, like gameplay for an RPG. So immersion and not the social stuff, you, you're right. This is not the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think an MMORPG needs that kind of stuff. For everything else, yeah. For the If you want to play like, like Battle Rite, for example, has a similar like, top-down camera, and it works beautifully, right? And League of Legends and Dota have these these, these similar cameras. This is like the, the perfect playstyle for most, I would say, mo a lot of different game types, you know, minus FPS games probably. But, like, this works for a lot of games, but for MMORPGs, I'm not sold on it. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll see how uh, we'll see if Lost Ark can change your mind in uh, November. I mean, I'm looking forward to the gameplay in Lost Ark a lot, but I don't think I'll see myself immersed in the game the way I'm immersed in Final Fantasy XIV, the way I'm immersed in my character, the way I'm immersed in the world. I ran my casino in the game the other day, and because I need more gill in the game, I've been spending a lot of money, and like just just seeing a breathing world with all these other people there running around doing bullshit, it, it felt like wow, you know, like this is this is this is a world, and I'm in it. And that's a magical part of an MMORPG you won't get in any other game. I, I mean, I play like Overwatch, I play League of Legends, I play CS. You, you just you just get these different sensations from those games. I think no other, you know, the, the, the beauty of the MMORPG medium is that there's more than just the gameplay. All these interactions come together. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't think. But here's the thing. I don't think Lost Ark is even going for that, to be honest. Um, and yeah, there's different different kind of games out there. So this looks like one you can play alongside something like Wild Final Fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We should we should transition to a topic we've we've hit on quite a few times, but we got hit on one more time. Shitting on Bless Online. Oh boy. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a complete podcast without a segment shitting on Bless Online, and we have a good reason to shit on Bless Online now, because now New Wiz has confirmed. The South Korean version of Bless is shutting down. Another one bites the dust. The game already shut down, I think, in Japan. It shut down in Russia, and now it's shutting down in uh, in its home market of South Korea. And this should come as no surprise to anyone. It's a piece of shit game. It ran like absolute ass. And Neowiz basically said that, you know, we're doubling down the game in America. We're committing to it. They said we're committing to the NA version, which is bullshit. The game's going to shut down as well. The game's player base has been bleeding nonstop. Uh, there's 300 players online. The, the 25-hour peak is 634. The average player base in the last week is probably like 500 now. So since I wrote that article, the player base has probably went down another couple hundred already. The game is firmly on the way down. No one's going to play it. They said they, they're working to make Bless successful for years to come. Nobody you know? believes that. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the biggest lie here... Okay, first of all, the way you can tell it's a total scam from the beginning is this producer's letter. How can the Korean developer shut down the Korean service... And then say they're going to support it for years to come, while at the same time already announcing that they're working, that they're going to release a different game with the same name, Bless Unleashed, on console. So they're releasing a new game, the same name, shutting down the home market for the Bless Online, and saying, "Oh, we're going to support it for years to come." Nobody oh, can believe shit. this. No way. And obviously, the the new version, you know, has it has a greater chance of success because it's not going to be built on Unreal Engine three. It'll be Unreal Engine four and be free to play. So right away, it's probably going to run better. And there's no reason to support the Steam version when they're working. Their resources are clearly going towards the console version, which will be Unreal Engine 4 and free-to-play. Clearly, especially because they made all the money on the, the PC version already. And the player base is dying. They cannot support a dying game. It's the, number, the, the moment the game stops making money is the moment that the servers turn off. And that's what's going to happen. The game's, It's absolute bullshit. The game, um, they use the funding, I guess, from, from selling Bless to fund the, the console version, which maybe has a chance. But because of how assholey Neowis has been, I don't recommend anyone play the console version. They're, don't support them. They're complete scammers. Game's called Scam Online. Yeah, right? and it's funny that they're really jumping from product to product, segment to segment. I bet you after the console version also flops and gets no players, they're going to announce coming, mobile. Exactly. Bless, bless mobile. You know, like free-to-play, amazing game. That's the only thing they have left to milk. You know, I, I think this, this was probably a bigger scam like star citizen or any of the crowdfunded games because i think yeah. with the crowdfunded games it was very clear that the people that were raising money for those projects they were maybe perhaps naive but they had big dreams and they were trying to pursue a goal right it seemed pretty clear to me that neo is, is first was a big big company probably worth over 100 million dollars big company and when they decided to launch bless in north america they did announce the game and they launched the game after the game had already failed in its home market and it had already failed in like Russia, the game was a complete disaster. Before the American version even launched, the Russian version shut down already. And I think the Korean version was undergoing a relaunch as well. So it was clearly failing in its home market and overseas. And then they decided to launch it as a buy to play game in America after it was free to play and still failed in its home in like multiple markets. Like they, they, they ran the numbers that we can make as much money as possible if we launch it as a buy to play game. Because if we launch it as a free to play game, people will try it, they're going to realize it's ass, they're going to quit. If we launch it as a buy-to-play game and we, all this hype behind it and we tell them we're going to fix the game, which they obviously didn't. The game runs like ass and they never fixed it. It runs just as shitty as it did back on the Russian version. If they launch it as a buy-to-play game, they're, they're going to trick people to buying it, thinking it's fixed. And then 
maybe 20% will do refunds, maybe 10% will do refunds, and they'll keep the millions of dollars they made off everyone else. And that's exactly what they did. They, they milked all this money. They never fixed the... The, the biggest problem is they shipped... They, they sold a defective product. The game just didn't run. It just didn't work. You know, it would run like ass at like 10 frames per second on my GTX, you know, 1080 Ti. It just didn't run. It was a complete scam. So and they're, they're, they did this malicious. They knew that they're shipping a garbage game. They knew it before they released it. And, and, and they had the audacity to tell players that they revamped the entire code and it's actually beautiful. It's not. If they didn't revamp shit, it no. runs just as ass as it did before. Complete scam. So whereas a lot of crowdfunding games were naive and perhaps overpromising, they had intentions to deliver. Like They wanted to make a good game. It was a naive attempt, a lot of them. These guys, from the get-go, they were just trying to scam you. I Yeah, they definitely were. And you know what? I, think I do have a hate boner for. for it, by the way, it worked. It worked. They, they sold a lot of copies. They got what they wanted, so it worked. I don't know why. And honestly, I part of the blame has to go on Steam. I don't agree with this whole open anything goes thing. I think they're going to ruin their reputation. They're going to ruin their brand by doing this. It's an obvious scam. Why? Why is it still for sale on Steam? Like, imagine you go to Target. Imagine you go to Target. To police this shit, though. Why? why? Imagine you go to Target, and then there's like milk, and then there's like milk bless, bless milk. You buy the bless milk, it just expired and tastes like shit. You get sick. Like it, part of that is Target's fault, even though they're just a retailer. Not, they didn't make the milk, right? So I, why isn't? But they Steam. chose to carry the milk, right? Whereas Steam, on the other hand, has chosen to carry everything, and they're a platform. I, 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 not a platform. I can't put. I can't place. put pedophile princess maker on this with like you know you you're. As horses you, banging two-year-olds. You, you, you probably can now. No, I don't think so. Two-year-olds? Horses? Digital, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. There's there's actually um, there's actually a policy on Steam for all nudity now. You can put any, any all porn games on Steam now. No, it's, and, and it, somewhere, it still has to. No, they, I, I bet you still can't do like underage stuff. Like, uh, you sure? I would be surprised. There's a I, lot of you. I, I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure underage uh, anime porn is legal because it's all drawn. I don't know about anime, but what, what about real ones? No, but no. If if they're real, there's nothing like that right now. And my, even if it's drawn, it might be allowed. I don't know. My point if it's is drawn. It might be allowed. Listen, you my, can't film real CP and put it on there. Whether right or not to do it. Okay. My point is, I think it's a huge blow to Steam's. By the way, and you're noticing this. So think about it. All the you know your friends, your friend, you know on Reddit, Discord, and stuff you're in. I th really think Steam's cachet is going down. Like Valve is losing. Uh, I remember. Do you remember like ten years ago even? How amazing! Everyone loved Steam. Everyone loved Valve. Like they could do no wrong. You know, Gabe, Gabe. You know, but you don't get that anymore. Papa Gabe. You don't get that because they're really they're taking a brand that was worth so much goodwill and so much money, and they're really just flushing it down the toilet. Okay, I, I definitely Steam bears some responsibility, but I still like their approach of being an open platform for anybody. Right? I don't like it. It's a myth. It's a myth. Open platform. Open. Pl no. You. you, you uh, what you say, what you do, who you associate with, all of it reflects on you and your values. I don't know. Again, I don't think the comparison to Target makes sense because Target has limited shelf space, right? Whereas Steam has infinite shelf space because it's a digital product. And let their player base buy the games they want. Though, fortunately, I think the good thing is Steam has given players... It's a scam, though. Well, look, if you want to play a lot, if you want to play an anime game, okay, whatever. If you want to play a shooting game, okay, whatever. But, but you get refunds on Steam, which well, is beautiful. Steam lets you get refunds well past... If the game is... like, I think Steam allowed refunds on Bless well... Look, when Bless sold Founders Packs for over $100, $150... There was, they specifically said no refunds allowed, right? But guess what? Steam honored refunds anyway. And they took the money from the developers and, and credited it back to player accounts. Steam enhanced consumer protection because of that. Freddy, players that want to wait, get refunds would this be more consumer protection or less if they just literally removed Bless from the store? I think that would be a great consumer protection. Because I bet you today, at least one person today, right, while we're doing this podcast, probably bought Bless, right? Yeah, and got scammed. Okay, and that guy got scammed. 
So if sure. the game was not on Steam, he would not be scammed. The point is, Valve doesn't want to police the content on their platform. They want to create a platform that allows players to police their own content. Right? And I think if they do it well, and, and games get downvoted up to hell, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, at a certain point, like we get so many downvotes or down reviews, it might put a warning sign. Like it might say, like warning, this game is considered like very scammy. It's a piece of shit. Don't play. Like it, it might even say that. And maybe they should enhance their platform to highlight negative reviews better. Like at the top of the game page, a warning: this game receives a lot of negative reviews. Here are the highlights. Do you still want to buy this game? You know? No. I, I, look. No. I, I agree with artistic stuff. Like if you want a certain kind of game, it's fine. But not total scams. No. The point is no. You, you, the onus on Steam to moderate everything is insane. Like, for example, like, uh, what about the like the anime, like the fully uncensored uh, visual novel porn games? Some of them are very... They're not all porn games either. They have scenes where the characters are completely naked fucking each other, right? Do you think Steam should just ban all that? Look, that... By default, wait, but right now, by default, they're all invisible. You have to log into Steam and say, I want to see adult content, and then you can see it. That's an artistic decision, and I have personal opinions on that, right? Or what I would do if I ran Steam, but I'm not going to fault Steam for selling something I don't like, right? But I will fault Steam for hosting and, and, and promoting and, and supporting and giving, giving lifeblood to a, to a blatant scam. But they can't know it's a scam until after the fact, right? Okay, so right now, remove it. They know now, right now remove it. What they should do now, in my opinion, is they should analyze their user reviews and put a giant warning page on, this, on the Bless store saying, this game has been criticized for this, this, and this. We strongly advise you not to play it. However, you know, and there's a refund system built in for that purpose. The beauty of Steam, they can control the process, right? And if players ever feel gypped, Steam almost always sides with the player. Why wouldn't they, right? Oh, what about this? Okay, let's say X number of players complain about this. That triggers a small review, right? And then they, they can, Steam can say, okay, Neowiz, you have 30 days to fix the performance issues or you're, blo you're gone from Steam. I, I think they should just highlight the problems and let players... What if some, like, look, real talk. As much as we say Bless is a scam, it's a piece of shit game, I, I firmly think it's an awful game, right? There's at least one guy out there, or maybe maybe like 50 guys out there like, hey, I'm having a lot of fun. Maybe there's a guy out there who plays Bless for 12 hours a day and he's just fucking so happy playing Bless, he forgets to take a shower, he forgets to fap, he's having a blast playing Bless, right? Obviously, 99% of people aren't doing that, but some people clearly like it, and I don't think it's I think, fair. I think we as a society owe something to the mentally ill and we have to help them when they don't you know like when they're stuck in their own delusions it, it, it it's up to us the sane to pull them out of their delusions like that so it's like a, if, if a mentally ill homeless man is screaming in the wind i think a, a, this is a big problem in the west right now in america and canada especially in vancouver when i go to vancouver there's literally homeless people out of their mind like blasted out of their mind they're not in reality and just screaming on the streets are you comparing blessed fans to these homeless people? yes yes i am blasted out of their mind yelling on the streets yes yes i am you heard, you heard it correct boys if you, if you enjoy blessed online altai says you are mentally ill yes i will say He's that probably right i don't know the game's pretty awful for you I, I tried liking it too like i tried playing it i did too i, I, enjoy it. I played it a lot you know for like a dozen hours at least you know mm -hmm. just, just, this wasn't like i saw a trailer like and oh people complaining on youtube and i said okay it sucks i played this game I think you should let the, the mentally ill people enjoy their blessed experience. I, I just don't think... I think when you... Look, if it ever becomes Steam's responsibility to really hardcore moderate and remove things, they're going to remove things that some players like. I think it's a much better policy to just just fix their tools to label games that have criticisms, make those criticisms valid, put like warning signs on games that have excessive negative reviews, and let like let people play their porn games on Steam. Let people play their scam blessed games on Steam. Let them buy this crap. I think it's, I think it's fine. All right, here's the Galaxy Burn idea. We take those homeless in Vancouver and, and San Francisco, and we put them in an institution where they're forced to play Bless. <laughs> okay. Uh, insane. Meet the insane. Easy Machiavelli like the game. Unfortunately, you can't show it on stream, but it's just literally the most like low t low effort game ever. It's called um, Hente Strip Shot. 
It's like a flash game where you have to bounce this puck into this green circle. It's literally a flash game, and there's just hentai girls in the background as you do it. Yeah, trash. Why is that on Steam? So it's a dollar fifty nine, boys. Buy hentai strip ball right now. A dollar fifty nine. I don't like it. You don't like it. Look at the, it, it does a nor like a actual like quality like production. But, but it doesn't, a hentai game, it whatever. Who cares? Well, there are there are I'm sure there are some quality hentai games. Yeah, sure. You can snap them on Steam. That's great. You know, yeah, quality. That's stuff. fine. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Quality, and there should be some kind of modern sensor modification. Right? I, I gotta like log into it. Like um, that's whatever. Okay. I'm not making an artistic choice here. But if a game is obviously a scam, like a one dollar uh, re- no, what do they call it? Recycled. Oh, well, you, if you're describing like when you when you buy a game for ten bucks, you launch it, ruffle, you got scammed. Okay, obviously Steam no, should ban that no, shit, right? Obviously, no. no people people repackage. The, uh, thank you for the sub though. Uh, Seven Omatic. Seven Omatic. Much love. People take the default assets in Unreal Engine or Unity, right? Like the, remember that one Battlefield, like uh, asset, asset flips. Asset, asset flips. flips. Yeah. Those those should be banned. It's I don't know why. Who can? It's not a matter of artistic or integrity. Like it's an anime game. I don't like it. It's literally a scam. But hold on, you realize players have refund options, right? If, 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 if the person buys the asset flip, first of all, you see it's an asset flip, right? However, if it's misrepresented in the screenshots as like something else, and you feel scanned... How do you know it's an asset flip? No, hold on. A lot of people buying this, they didn't never saw it before. To them, it's new. Okay, what, what's right? If they buy it, they enjoy it. It's fine, right? But they no, buy no, no, it no, 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 no. If they no. buy the game and they play it for 100 hours, no. who cares? What, and they enjoyed it, and no. they leave a positive no. review, what's no. wrong? I, who got scammed? They did. You so can get, if any hold up. future you player can, buys it and they want to get a refund, they should get a refund. You, you can be scammed independent of your thought on it. So, for example, on Amer- in America at least, I don't know about Europe and stuff, there are these crazy people on TV uh, selling books. And they'll say the book cures cancer, the book has all the answers, and they sell it for like 20 bucks, right? You've seen these infomercials. It's called freedom of speech, buddy. And then what happens is, is America. some percent of the people who buy this book sue, and then they lose for free speech reasons, like you said. But some percent of these people just believe in this guy. They believe the book has all the answers. And... And he just it's like a it's a televangelical scam, like basically. I I would shut that down, regardless of what the people who purchased it, you know, think about it. This is the, this is not the same thing. One is it is. Dem- <laughs> one is demonstrably not true. If you guys selling you like a juju bead that cures cancer, and if you buy it and you think it cured your cancer, that's that's completely different than if you buy an asset flip piece of shit game and you play it for fifty hours and you have a jolly old time, right? How did you get scammed? If you buy a game that's trash, right, and you enjoyed it, they, and you leave no, a positive review, no, how is that a scam? Look, as long as Steam offers players, you know, maybe, as, look, listen, for a new game, for an ask for, for any new author, any non-AAA publisher that launches a game on Steam, Steam can have a policy that there's a 120 days worth of refunds for anyone that plays it, all right? Maybe they can control the refund time no, from like the default ten, uh, two hours to maybe a okay. month. Any it, new author should have a month of refund time. Even if, even if it's unlimited time for the refund? These companies, people know that there's sub percent of players that even if they never launch a game or if they don't like a game, they will not, they will not refund. People, it's like on TV. Oh, hundred percent. If you don't like it, send it back in thirty days. You know, no, no questions asked. The problem is when you send it back on those infomercials, it costs you twenty bucks to send it back. That's not worth it, right? And the, and the shipping and handling costs, it's not worth it. You can, even, you can never get your shipping and handling money back. I, I understand, but even if you with could, a digital product, people you wouldn't do it. Back. There's no risk. There's some percent of players who don't do it. And, why do you hate? I have better. Why do you hate Freedom Altai? Why do you want to shit on the American flag? <laughs> First of all, I think freedom uh, is something that should be earned. You don't just get it. A, a, a five-year-old is not free to choose what they eat. You know, if they want to eat like cookies all day. So I think freedom is something you earn. It's something you're all born. All that is a communist confirmed. Easy Macaulay nailed it. I don't, let let people buy what they want. Let them buy their lolly hentai games on Steam. God bless America and no place else. <laughs> all right. Coming to America reference there. <laughs> That's an old movie. I doubt anyone's seen it. It's the funniest line in the entire movie, though. Is that Comic America or some other movie? I don't know. I don't know. 
All that is SJW in disguise. There you go, King UL Henry. You nailed it. That's right. SJW Altai. You know what's more important, boys? You know what the most exciting thing this week is? All the got? memes surrounding Bowsette and Boo. This is probably completely un MMO related. Maybe I should say this a post game. Maybe not. What do you got? What do you got? Let me see it. All right, let me show you what I got. So uh, let me let me see if we can find you the original uh, comic for this first. All right. So basically, um, somebody posted a comic on Twitter, and like I think it was like four days ago, and since then it absolutely blew up. So I'm gonna show you the original comic. You can show that on stream. I'm curious if anybody else has seen this and um, the Princess Bowser. Yes, it's called Bowsette. Bowsette blew up overnight. It is taking over Twitter. It's been taking over. I've, I've been never seen this. so many. Okay, so listen. Somebody put this comic online, right? So you can see, um, you know, basically Mario and Bowser trying to like get with Peach, like be friends, something. And she says no. Like they're, they're hitting on her. She says no, go away, right? So scroll down to the next comic and see what happens. You know, and then they're sad together. And then Bowser got an idea. He pulls out the the super crown. So in, in, in a new Mario game, whoever puts on the super crown becomes like a princess. So he puts it on himself and he becomes uh, Princess Bowser. And then they kind of like start dating together. This is the meme. I don't get like. And hold on. Now, now, I think before I start sending you any pictures, I think it's best if you go to Twitter right now and search uh, hashtag Bowsette. Uh, okay. And just, just scroll through the content, right? You're going to find so much stuff. Bowsette. How do I spell this? Uh, B O W S E T T E. So hashtag Bowsette. And just, just scroll down and just look at all the beautiful things that have been created. Oh my God. What? Scroll down until you find some stuff. I don't know if this is, this is a lot. A lot of this is not safe for work, guys. Really? Most of the things I'm seeing are safe for. I mean, there's some like you. You, you don't actually see any boobs, so you can see. Uh, there's right, one fine. where you can I'll, see. I'll, the, I'll put it on and pick a pants on you. Here we go. It's on me. All right, we're fine. Let's we got uh, there's one with the Twitter. The Twitter bird gets the the super crown and turns into like this this cute princess. If you scroll down, there's one with uh, a bongo cat, which is another meme that took over this last week. Uh, uh, bows that with bongo cat. I don't. I, I don't get this. So if, if you want, go to my uh, go to my profile. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll link you a few of them that I liked. I think some of these are really good. These have been all I, over. I, I like this one. Whatever this is. All right, let me show you some some good ones. I'll tell you. I liked a lot of these. All right. So there's me. there's quite a few of these. They're everywhere, and not just Bowsette. There's actually a uh, Booette now too. So now you can see Boo with the super crown, and she's a busty anime lady too now. There's a chain chomp version, which I think is superb. Look at my likes. I like to yeah, scroll down. Alright, I, I, I like this one. This is my favorite one. <laughs> this one's funny. This, this one's from the actual uh this is from Super This is from Mario Party where Peach is in the Bowser suit. This is like a, a funny version. And yep. this just shows you the power of uh I guess putting tits on everything. The scroll there's there's a chain chomp version, there's a boo version, and I think they're amazing. Uh, and, and this shows you the creativity of the internet, all right? This this is a uh, I think this is gonna spiral to the end of civilization if we let this there go. There you go. These have been taken. I've been seeing these everywhere, and I love them. The boo version is so cute. It stops over there, Alta. We keep we find other stuff after that. There's a, just the top part was uh. All right. More importantly, all right. I want to show you one of my likes from this week. Let's see. What, all right, on, let's on, see. on the old Twitter Twitterverse. So I'm gonna play this clip. Oh, you can watch it too. Oh 
my god. And I, and I love this description of the guy I'm retweeting. Uh, retweet to completely ruin someone's day. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh I love it. God. The kids absolutely love Fortnite, boys. It's great. <laughs> be her, be gonna go hang myself. This is the world, boys. We live in now. Fortnite is taking over the world. Basically, the whole Fortnite player base. So perhaps that guy threatening them was uh, was doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to be a teacher uh, this generation, where all the kids are playing Fortnite. They all have smartphones now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm an old man now, where I can talk about you know how awful the younger generation is. Them youngins. Uh, did we see the last donation? I didn't see a, I didn't see any other messages. Honestly, I don't know. If, I don't even know if we have the donation um, thing set up. Let me see if we can find it. Let's see if we can find it for you. Well, it looks like we're done with the news, though. Am I right? any, any last stories or any last stories? I'll tell you what. I'm excited to go raiding again in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I'm up to Omega, which is the third fight in the in the raid, and uh, it's it's been going it's going it's been going kind of slow this one, but I'm having a blast playing. So I am eager to get back to that. I heard. I'm sure you're going to get back to uh, yeah. World of Warcraft raiding. You know, it's good that we're both addicted right now. That's true, and uh. I'm surprised. The first two uh, bosses you killed pretty quickly, it seems. Uh, in like two or three days. Pretty quickly. Yeah, days. But I, I spent all day doing them. You well, know? you also spent all day on the third one and you got nowhere. So Yeah, because it's, 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 it, the problem is uh, I think I got to the third fight a lot faster than a lot of other people. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little harder to get pugs when other pugs are stuck on the second one right now. Oh, I see. I see. So I think it'll be easier today and easier tomorrow as more people you know get past it. But today's a reset, right? Well, reset actually happened uh, yeah earlier today. I actually stayed up till uh, reset time, which is like one a.m. Oh, you killed. I did my first two. Oh with, wow! Uh, did you get the, gear? The beauty is yeah, I, I got I got a belt, which is I got one one piece of gear, which is great. And the beauty of waiting till reset time is I, I put my you know, I basically if you don't do it at one a.m. on reset time, it can be a lot harder because the hardcore players, the tryhards, are all playing immediately on reset. So I filled my party up immediately with everyone that's already cleared one and two, and we just basically did it in one group in like two hours, an hour and a half or so. So I had a competent team, and we did it very quickly. If I waited till now, it'd be much harder because I get the the casual bakas. Nice. Yeah, I, I got two hours till my uh, guild raid. Mm-hmm. But uh, nice. yeah, I'll be busy probably tonight with that. Uh, anything else this this week to cover? I know lineage lineage Tuesday in a classic server. Uh, it's an October third. I think it'll do pretty well, only because we've seen basically um, classic servers for every game and progression servers basically everything do really well. I think, you know, I was doing Classic, you know, RuneScape's been doing it for a long time, EverQuest, Ragnarok Online. There's no reason not to. How do you guys feel about Lineage 2? Anyone, anyone in chat, like a big, uh, looking forward to the Classic server? Omar and I play this game on open beta and launch. And it it didn't stick for me. It didn't click. Uh, we played it. I remember it was a very slow leveling, which at the time was no problem because it was it was normal back then. Yeah. But we played this game, Lineage 2, on release in the West. Um, but neither of us, it never really uh, clicked for either of us. The thing too about Lineage Two Classic is that the games had the Lineage Two has had a robust private scene, like private server community for such a long time, right? So it's kind of going to make the official servers not very popular compared to other games. But like, there's been Lineage Two Classic servers forever. Lineage Two private servers are probably bigger than the official server. Same yeah. with Mu Online. Same with Ragnarok Online. Certain games have had a very strong private server community, and Lineage Two has been one of them, which makes it very hard for the official server to compete because if they go too pay to win, people just play on private servers. But I still think a lot of people will play on the classic server for nostalgia sakes. But you know they've been able to experience this already in uh, on private servers for a long time. Uh, and, we've covered the Final Fantasy XIV companion app 
in the past. Uh, I'm already giving yeah. updates on it. Basically, people were complaining about it being people pay to win. People are bitching that it's some people that pay money. If you pay money, you have better access to the auction house and make more money that way. But I think it's 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 not a big deal. I mean, look, I'm I'm very firmly against pay to win too. But I think this is a. Uh, I, I don't think it's a big right. deal either. And I will even preface: How do you or how do you feel about this? And people in chat. And wow, you can literally buy a mount now with in-game gold. Uh, that oh, King Yuli Henry, one dollar. Donations do work. All right, so I guess we missed the last one then. Our bad. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Wow, you can buy a mount that has a built-in auction house, so you can use the auction house anywhere in the world if you have this mount. Is that pay to win? It's it, it's in-game gold though, so it's not no, like. It's not, I don't think so. Right, but it, it, it just, the problem with this, if you paid, you got an advantage to get in the addition access to the auction house. You can't do this any other way, right? This is the only way to do it. This is the only way to have an auction house anywhere with you. Well, yeah, like on the mobile app. Oh, on the mobile app. Okay, so there's like no in-game way to get it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's not because basically everyone gets some free access to the auction house. But if you pay money, you get more access. You can only buy and sell X number of items for as a free user. As a paid user, you get basically a lot more. So you can you can play the auction house better that way. But we basically, without this, it's basically, um, like, WoW used to have a mobile auction house on an app you could use, but they got rid of it because it didn't make any money for them. Like, they didn't charge money for it, and it clearly, why are they keeping this up to date and potential security flaws? So they got rid of it, right? So yep. this tells you if they can't monetize it, like, it can't exist, right? And I'd rather it exist than not exist. Because well, if it exists, me as a free player, I get something that I didn't have before. That's not completely know? true. There's a, there's a good workaround, guys. And listen to this. I got a buddy. He plays WoW a lot. And what he does is he goes to work. And at work, he's on his phone, and he team viewers on his phone to his PC at home, where he leaves WoW logged in. And through the through his phone on team viewer, he controls his PC and he plays the auction house from work all day. Mm. So what do you think of that? Could could you do that in Final Fantasy? Presumably yes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? You can team viewer everything on there. You know, before yep. you go, you should probably show that uh, that clip from uh, from Twitch with the the guy playing WoW with his battle station. Oh yes, do you have a? That's probably a... the coolest. Let me see if we can find. That's one of the okay. coolest things I saw. In, uh, in some time. I know you linked it to me. Let me see if you can find it real quick. All right, I'm seeing. Here we go. This is it. I dropped it in. Uh, there you go. Show this off. All right. So this this yeah, this, this guy is my hero in WoW. He uh, is, a, is a retired guy. He's in his 50s or something. And he's controlling 26 WoW accounts. Hunters. It's amazing. Let me great, explain Great it. music choice, too. Overhead view. I'm on uh, 615 off. 615 off. How amazing is the setup? I'm playing on three gaming rigs. The one on the bottom right here. That's my main computer. I got a 55 inch 4K, 227 inch monitors. I'm playing 10 instances of WoW on the monitor, the 55 inch here. On this monitor, I have a dedicated auction house rogue. I'm farming on all these hunters. There's 25 hunters. I'm farming on them and then mailing everything. And this guy, I put it on the auction house. I sell it. I got an Asus Rob Lamp. I've actually been watching this guy's stream in the background uh, while I'm playing. And he talks about his life. How he got into the hobby of multi-boxing. And this is totally illegal, guys. And, uh, wow, he is not botting. So, you know, botting is illegal if they're playing by themselves. But he is controlling it all. And he's got, like, you know, a macro set up in a way that they all follow one. They all attack the same target as one. When he clicks, when he clicks like, power shot or whatever, they all do the same move. So he is playing them all. He is not cheating. He is not botting. Uh, and it's just pretty cool. 
Uh, awesome. The, I'll, I'll link his stream. Let's. I don't know if he's. Let's see. He's actually streaming right now. So you guys, uh, when we go to the pre-post game, you know, you guys can stick around with us, or you can go check out his stream. Uh, but with that, yeah, I'm ready for the post game. How about you? All right, let's hit that post game time, boys. Okay. Take care, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you for watching for YouTube. We'll stay around for a bit on post game. All right.